Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest on now. As many of you that watch and listen to the show, you know that my background is accounting and finance. So it's always a pleasure to have other accounting and finance professionals on, especially when you know you have that like-mindedness about being able to take what we know and understand in finance and to help non-finance individuals gain that financial literacy so they can start making smart money decisions when it comes down to business, whether it's a career or whether it's a business owner themselves. So I want to welcome to the show Arnold, and he is coming from Australia. So thank you so much for, I guess, working through the time zone for us to be able to do this interview. Right. No worries, Carol. Pleasure, pleasure to be on and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into your, your business that focuses on increasing and improving financial literacy, you know, tell us a little bit about your background before getting into this business. Uh, thanks, Daryl. So I'm a chartered accountant by profession. Um, I, was, uh, I was in uh, corporate finance for 15 years. Before I left finance, I was the CFO at the top business school in Africa. And that's kind of where I developed my passion for financial literacy. Um, so very strong at, at finance, um, but I actually uh, thought about uh, stepping out of finance and actually helping people to, under, to better understand the numbers. So that's my career. Um, I left South Africa in 2016. My, I moved to Australia uh, with my wife and my two kids. And uh, so that's, that's where I'm now. Gotcha. Now, how was that transition? I mean, going from working in the corporate space to you know, shifting your attention to financial literacy. I mean, I guess, were there any hesitations that you had about that? Or was it when that idea came up, you were like, nah, it's a no-brainer, I'm going for it. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a lot to do with my passion and my drive and my purpose, my why. I think my purpose is to help non-financial people understand the numbers. Because, I mean, most, most people fear the numbers. They don't like talking about it. Um, because they don't understand it. And I think the other problem is probably the way it's been taught to them, explained to them. It hasn't been explained in a, in a non-lecture-based lecture way, parrot learning way. Um, so I want to change that. I want to make it fun, interactive, uh, easy to understand. And you know, ultimately, what financial literacy should do is to help uh, managers and decision makers make better decisions. Because uh, we all want to help improve profitability and cash flow. But a non-financial person doesn't know what they're looking at and how to do it. So going back to your question, uh, I think it's, it's a passion. It's, it's a purpose of mine. And uh, that's, that's, why, that I, that's why I left corporate. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, so were you making that shift before you moved from South Africa to Australia? Or did you, were you still in the middle of you know, making that transition to financial yeah. literacy while you were yeah. moving? <laughs> Yeah, so when I, when I moved to Australia, I, I was still in a finance role. I was a financial controller for uh, an environmental business. And uh, then I got this opportunity of, of running an educational business that focuses financial literacy. So it just happened to come about uh, all through LinkedIn because I'm very active on LinkedIn. I believe it's the, it's the best networking tool. And, uh, you know, that's, I got, just got found for an opportunity, which I took on. And uh, it just happened to be, uh, you know, aligned to my, my purpose. So I was in finance still. Um, I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades when it comes to accounting and finance. I'm, a, I'm a also a Power BI developer and I do a few other stuff as well. So I kind of, uh, I'm not just about the numbers. I like to think a bit, a bit broader, but uh, now my focus is purely on financial literacy. 
Awesome. Awesome. Now, you know, one of the things that I always find to be interesting is when you come up with an idea, and even when it comes down to something that you're passionate about, you know, it's one thing to, you know, just to do it outside of what you're doing, whether it's you're doing full time, but when you start to actually build a formal organization around it, what was that process like? Uh, when you when you start, we are startups. So when you're a startup, you kind of end up doing a lot of things yourself. So you have to have your hands on everything from 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 operations to marketing to general management to to finance to you know you name it. So as a startup, it's always difficult. You don't have the luxury as a small business of having access to expensive resources. You can just outsource outsource things. And so you end up doing a lot of your stuff because I mean that's you put blood, sweat, and tears in the first couple of years as a startup uh, to to reap the reward. Um, so yeah, it's very challenging, but I think the, the, the most important thing is you need to have uh, you need to have a clear vision and direction. You need to understand why you're doing it, what what problems are you solving, what's the pain points, who's your unique customers, um, and it's all about storytelling. You need to use practical examples. I mean, you think about like a manager sitting in a in a board meeting room and he gets asked a financial question, and we need to make a decision that's got a financial impact. And nine out of 10 times, they don't understand the impact. Like, for example, if you discount your sales, you discount, ultimately you're discounting your profit margins. So guys are running sales and marketing initiatives and, and campaigns, but they don't necessarily understand what the impact is on the business and profit margins. Because just because you're selling more doesn't mean you're making more profit margin. So those are the kind of what I call the, the financial acumen literacy that, that the guys should be known in, in, in business. But in order to do that, you need to tell the story. So you need to set practical examples, telling people in reality what the typical pains are. And uh, the other thing is also the point of differentiation. Um, I think that's important because uh, the way finance, you know, typical finance for non-financial managers courses, they're all lecture-based. They're very theoretical. Um, they, um, you've got thick textbooks that people look at and they forget. <laughs> so the way, so the way, the way we run workshops is I run the workshops. I, I'm not just a, an academic. I'm an actual guy that's been in the field. I've got commercial finance experience. I run uh, virtual workshops. So I get people in a room, different people from all over the world or different uh, same people from, from a corporate team into a room, in the, in the virtual room. We've got uh, live polls. I ask polls. Uh, we, I've got pre and post assessments. I've got breakout rooms. We have discussions. And what I'll do is I share knowledge and then I facilitate discussions because I believe the, the best way to learn finance and accounting is to actually see it and experience it, not by talking technical jargon because um, people will forget it. It's like an Excel course. If you don't practice it, you forget it. So we just got a different way of teaching. And uh, yeah, and I happen to be, I happen to run most of the workshops because uh, I enjoy it and I like meeting new people. Um, that's key. That's key for any business. Is you need to network. You need to engage. You need to be the face. You need to. People need to see you. Um, so, so yeah. So we, we our workshops are very different the way we run it. Nice, nice. Now, when people start to uh, you know engage with the workshops, and you know you, you said you you go through kind of whatever the topic is, a lesson, and then engage in discussion. Do you find that people feel comfortable? enough to engage in a discussion or admit when, hey, you know what, this may be something that I've heard it talked about, but I don't really understand it. Yeah, no, that's a good question because uh, we do post, we do uh, pre, pre-course assessments. And uh, so it's like the average is about 40%. So we ask some, we ask 10 simple questions about finance and accounting and the average pass rate 40%. Wow. So you know, 
guys are coming into a room with hardly, with little to no knowledge of finance and accounting. So it's very intimidating. People feel intimidated. Um, they fear it. They don't, they don't feel comfortable talking about the numbers. But that's, that's where we are different because we remove that fear. And it's just, it's, it's, it's in a way that we teach it. We don't uh, sit, there and sit there with slides and a textbook and asking them to read through stuff. We actually simulate business transactions. So our flagship product is finance, finance and accounting made easy. It's been taught to 20,000 people across the world. Uh, we know, we've got it now in Australia. And the way it's, it, the way it's, it's been taught is uh, it's a virtual gamified way. It's like a, it's like a board game. Um, we use colors. And we, sim we explain simple accounting concepts with the use of visuals. And, um, you know, we simulate typical business transactions that the business owner would encounter uh, during the normal course of business. And just by explaining, by, by explaining key concepts and by then trying to, trying to find out, discover the answers themselves, they're actually learning accounting. And by the end of the, the two-day program, they actually uh, compile the NP&L uh, balance sheet and cash flow statement. And that's amazing, and it's, we do it in, in record time. It's, it doesn't take it doesn't take weeks. It takes a couple of days, and they actually understand it. So, it's just it, it's a way that you it's a way that you need to teach it. Um, it's a very visual way because so, uh, it's like we always use the example: if you change your tire, or if you've never changed your tire before, and you need to you need to change it, how would you go about it? Would you go to the library and take out a thick textbook and start <laughs> reading up on it? <laughs> or would you would you jump onto YouTube and watch a quick video? Um, so yeah, so video, you, we jump on YouTube because we are visual learners, um, and most of us, you know. So um, and I think accounting should be taught visually, and that's most of our workshops are like it. We we very it's very practical. Um, we use practical examples, and uh, it's interactive. So I sit there, and I just it's not just a self-paced online course. We sit there watching a screen for eight hours, and then you you walk away. It's interactive. I'm in a room asking questions. Um, you know, we use practical examples. We also customize it according to their business. So it's relevant to their business. So yeah, those are all the like, different uh, points of differentiation that's mm -hmm. important. You know, and that's an interesting point. You said that, you know, the pre-test or is that like 40% of the people get a passing grade on that? Like, I would not, uh, based on the way that I guess you say corporate culture goes, where, you know, that, that's a surprising statistic when you think about, you know, for most, a lot of the non-finance people, I mean, their performance is rated on how well they lead the business to perform against some financial metrics. But if they don't understand it, it's just like, wow, half of your compensation is based on something you don't even know how to drive. 100%. And that's why it's, that's why it's vital for future success of a business is for their managers, especially with managers' decision-making is to, to understand numbers. Um, because if you don't understand it, how can you put budgets and forecasts together? And how can you drive the future strategy of a business? It's, it's, it, I mean, at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie. The numbers tell you the real story. And if you don't, if you don't understand what the story is telling you, then how can you plan for it? So, and I think there's a, there's a dis disconnect there. So I want to close that gap, um, but I want to do it in a different way. I don't just want to do this through the typical lecture lecture way, but it's just, it's just doing it in a different way. Awesome. Like, well, I think it should be fun. I think account, learning accounting finance should be fun. Um, I like learning. So any new skill that I learn, I, I try and um, motivate myself that, okay, I should be excited about it because it's going to make me different. It's going to make, uh, it's going to give me a new skill. It's going to empower me in, 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 in something. And that's the way, that's the way finance and accounting literacy should be. 
Awesome. So when people take the, you know, they, they come to take some of your courses and they engage with some of the programs, what's some of the feedback you usually hear from people after they finish? Uh, well, the feedback we've had from the Finance and County Made Easy program is that the guy would say, uh, they would typically say, um, They've, uh, they've moved from, uh, they, they, they're starting to think like an accountant, which I never did. They even, never knew they could. Because I think it's important. I always say that, uh, that accounting and finance is the language of business. And even Warren Buffett says that as well. If you can't speak the language, if you don't understand it, how can you, you, you won't be able to, you're not, you may not have, be having the right conversations. Um, so that's the one thing that always stands out. The guys say that they starting, they can actually think like an accountant. Some people are surprised at the balance sheet balances. They never knew. Um, and other people say it's, it's learning that they've taken away in, in two days that they can use for the rest of their life. I mean, even their personal life. If you think about counting, you're also using your personal life. You've got a budget. You need to manage your salary, your, your income, your expenses going out. So that's accounting. Uh, you need to account for your transactions and show where you are against what you've actually budgeted for. So those are, those are the things. I mean, we get a lot of feedback. Like a lot of people also say it's not intimidating. It's a fun way of learning and accounting. Um, and it's really, it's here to help them um, understanding the numbers in, the, in a different light. Um, so that's kind of typical feedback we get. Awesome, awesome. So where can people find you online or how can they find you on social media to find out about, you know, what's going on with your organization? What are the new courses or new programs and opportunities for them to engage? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Daryl. So um, on LinkedIn, you can find me on uh, Ono Wakfa. Um, I post quite often. Um, I do write articles from time to time. And then also on our website, which is uh, www.education, so that's education without an n.com.au. Uh, we've got all our, all our financial literacy courses on there. We also do data literacy, um, as well as some Power BI training, and uh, there was uh, advanced Excel workshops. But our primary focus is financial literacy, because that's, that's our vision, is to help people make better decisions through finance literacy. So that's, that's, where, you can, uh, that's where people can uh, look out for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I guess before we move on from that, I did want to ask about, you know, the Power BI and the data aspect of it, because I think we're being introduced to just mountains of data. I mean, they're, 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 with technology, they're able to collect so much data to where sometimes I think people don't really know what to do with it. So what can they expect from the, the big data, the Power BI kind of sessions that you guys offer as well? Yeah, so our Power BI courses and data literacy is aimed at finance and accounting professionals, and it's all to help them become data literate. And what I mean by that is that they need to understand what to do with data and how to communicate it in a business. Also, what insights they can generate it from it. Um, and the drive behind it is that as a CFO myself, I always used to just look at management accounts on a month-to-month -month basis. And I never really understood the underlying drivers of business how did that data come about? And, and so that's the great thing about Power BI as an example is it enables you to take sales data, for example, and to start analyzing where there are opportunities. For example, some location may have, uh, uh, have dropped in sales. Um, other locations may have increased in profit margins and, and et cetera, et cetera. And some products and customers as well. So you can, you, you just look at the sales number, but you're looking at it from a different perspective. 
you're looking at the drivers that led up to the sales number. Now, in order to do that, you need to understand the data, which management reports don't necessarily do. And if you've got, uh, so, so for me, Power BI uh, or business intelligence for that matter is, is, a, is a new skill for, for, for F&A because um, it just helps them to get closer to decision makers and tell them why the business performed the way it performed. Because the traditional P&L and all those balance sheets, it just tells you a, uh, the story of a business in a specific point, of, point in time. And as a business owner or decision maker, you want real-time information as, as much as possible. But the problem is there's, there's data and there's too much data. So you need to, you need to be able to understand um, how to clean up data and you know, how to transform data and how do you communicate? How do you communicate? And we communicate that through, through storytelling, through data visualization. Um, so for me, that's, a, that, that's just a, it's a value, value creation factor that, uh, that's, that we need to uh, deliver to get closer to business. So awesome. that's kind of what we aim for. Awesome. Awesome. So you know, one of the last questions I want to ask is, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, where you're, where you've been in your career, where you've been with your, your organization and just the, the people that you've been able to help and the impact that you've been able to make, you know, what would be, you know, two pieces of advice that you would share with someone who, who works in an industry that's non-finance person, but, really needs to start grasping finance? Like what advice would you give to them? All right, so I think, speaking from my own experience, uh, when I was a CFO, I didn't necessarily communicate financial literacy in the business um, like I should have. And the reason for that is uh, by nature, we, I'm, very, I'm very detailed. Um, and the way I explain things, maybe not, it, it's not this necessary jargon free. If I call, for example, if I talk about prepayments as an example, I would assume a non-finance person knows what prepayments is. But nine out of 10 times I look at you like, okay. And then I look away, they shy, they shy away. And when they shy away, then you know you've lost them. So, and I think that's probably a lesson I've learned is stop, stop losing people when you talk about finance, get them to understand the, the, the language of business. Because as soon as you do that, um, you just you have better conversations and you all get onto the same path. But I think a lot of non-financial people in business do feel intimidated by the numbers. So, you know, I think it's just opening up the doors to say, listen, uh, we, we, we're here to help. We, we want to simplify uh, financial literacy for you because we want you to make better decisions because we all, we're all in this together. We want team. We all want to achieve our targets, our strategy. And we want you to have the confidence that when you make decisions, you understand the financial implications thereof. So for me, it should be it should be driven by the CFO. The financial literacy awareness should come from the CFO. Um, but you know, it all boils down to leadership. I suppose just the way that's communicated to the to the business to get people to buy in. Um, because if you if you publish a non-financial course in a business, not not necessarily everyone's going to want to go to because they feel intimidated. So the, 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 the million dollar question is, how do you make it less intimidating? And I think it's, it's the way that you teach it. Um, you make it relevant to your business. You don't go and take a book out from the library and start reading debits and credits and all those things because you'll lose them. You make it, re- you make it relevant to your business. You take your, you take your business transaction, how revenue is generated, and you talk through how revenue is generated and how it's accounted for. And that's, that's actually what we do in our finance and accounting made easy courses. We, we, we take a business transaction 
we customize our program according to it. So when we sit with managers, they exactly know how their accounting treatment works in their businesses from, from recognizing revenue and uh, recording expenses uh, from IR to IP to inventory to deferred income, all those things. They understand how it's accounted for. So when they, when they receive their financial reports from the, from the CFO or from, from the finance team, they actually understand how to read and interpret the results. Wow. I think that is amazing. So Arno, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your insight and educating us a little bit more on Educo um, and helping us understand the awesome work that you're doing. I will definitely include some links so people can find you on LinkedIn and find you guys online um, to see the awesome things that you have going on. So thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Terrell. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.